Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? How you doing? This is Anna David. You're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast about sharing your dark to find your light. I have an extremely special guest today. Her name is Anna David. Yes, this is one of those episodes that's from my live storytelling show in Los Angeles, the last Friday of every month at Open Space Cafe. I'm so sorry if you can't see it. That's okay. You can A, watch it on Facebook because I broadcast it live on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Anna B. David, but also you get to hear the stories that were told here on this very podcast. So with that, I'm just going to say, if you want to know if you should be sharing your story, if you are ready to be sharing your dark to find your light, take the quiz. Go to lighthustler.com slash quiz. Yes, lighthustler.com slash quiz. Take it. And then let me know your results. Anna at AnnaDavid.com. So with that, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to give you my very special guest, and I'm going to say, it's better with the lights on, so go out there and hustle your light, light hustler. Are you for such a tree? Are you ready for the empress of the evening? Yes, um, she is the reason I'm emotionally sober. Um, she is a New York Times best-selling author, journalist, occasional TV talking head, creator of this show, and CEO of the company Light Hustler, which teaches creatives how to share their dark in order to find their light through essays, books, storytelling, and more. Please give her a huge warm welcome for Anna Davis! <laughs> by the way, which is awesome, is the story that I'm about to tell, Fielding randomly grew up with the girl that it's about. Only interesting to her. But anyway, okay. So so I'm somebody who should not smoke pot, you know? Not because I'm an addict, but because, like, you know, it made other people, like, silly and fun, and it made me, like, brooding and introspective and overly analytical. And so it's like... Like, I could, with everybody else, like, sort of, like, eat Cool Ranch Doritos and, like, laugh at the specks on the kitchen counter, but I would, like, secretly think they were all laughing at me, you know? <laughs> okay, so anybody else have pot do that to them? Thank you. Oh, my God. And so it's like, because it's like, I have this brain, you know, I'm sober a long time, so now I have a lot of sober experience with this brain that takes, like, 
potentially bad things and then blows them up like billboard size and like blasts them into my synapses. So like with pot, I found a drug that not only exacerbated and enhanced that, but also made me fat. <laughs> so because of that, okay, you know how anyone in Al-Anon, besides Fielding, anybody else do Al-Anon? Okay, so you know that expression like, you know, don't go to the hardware store for milk? Or like, don't uh, go to the empty well for water. You know, it's these expressions that are about like, when people, often our family, cannot give us what we need, but our desire to have these needs met supersedes our knowledge that like these people can't give us what we need. So that, that was me with pop. Kept going back to the empty well for water, thinking it would be different. And, and it would be, oftentimes it would be much worse. <laughs> so, so somebody like me shouldn't go to Amsterdam to sample the wares of that city. But my junior year in college, I, my roommate Abby, Fielding Abby, um, it means nothing to anyway. Maybe she's watching on Facebook Live. Anyway, my roommate Abby and I decide we're studying in Cambridge, England, and we're like, let's go to Amsterdam and just like check it out. Okay, who's been to Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that bulldog where all the Americans go to the fucking bulldog? So we go to the bulldog, and we smoke hash, and it all goes well. Nothing terrible happens. Like, we have this weird thing. We take the bus back to the hotel, and I, I okay, it's impossible to explain because it didn't, it, like, I thought I saw a cartoon character on the bus, but, like, it wasn't scary. It wasn't bad. It was just a cartoon character with uh, humans. But, but so, so that goes fine. And so the next day, we're like, well, that went well, so let's do something different. Let's eat space cakes. Okay? So, like, this was the 90s, early 90s. So, like, edibles, this was, like, not a thing then. But, but so, space cakes. Anybody ever had one? I stunned this crowd, except Ted. Okay. Okay. So, so those of you who don't know, space cakes, it was like, they look like pound cake, and they're filled with hash, okay? So we're like, yeah, we're going to have these. And so we go to this place called the Grasshopper, and, and we're like playing, <laughs> we, we're playing Connect Four, weirdly, and, and we order space cakes. And, and it tasted a lot like pound cake, am I right? And that is a snack I have always loved, <laughs> particularly toasted. But, but, so, but we eat it, and it doesn't do anything. You know, I'm like, I don't feel anything. She's like, I don't feel anything. And so we do the next logical thing. We're like, well, it takes a long time for, like, you know, pot to work, you know, work its way through. It's, okay, we didn't do that. We were like, let's do more. Let's just, obviously, this isn't working. Let's do more. Uh, you know, 17-year-old brains, like, hi. And so we just keep eating it. Like, like I said, I've always loved pound cake, and it wasn't doing anything, so what did it matter, right? So we just kept, like, eating them and eating them and eating them, and we're still not feeling anything. And, and we're with her sister, Kate. I forgot to mention, her sister, Kate, was there. Poor Kate. She's going back to Paris. We, like, put her on a train. We're like, bye, Kate. So weird, we didn't feel anything. And we, <laughs> and because we're so bored and sober, we think, we decide to go to a movie. And so we go see this movie called Pacific Heights, like super random, like bad thriller in the 90s. And we go and we sit down, we watch this movie. And here's what I learned. In Amsterdam, there are intermissions in movies. 
that makes no sense, but it's true. And I think it's because, like, you know, it's, there's a bar in the fucking movie theater. So everybody, like, the movie, and, like, you go out and you go to the bar. And so this is what I remember. It's like, sometimes we watch the first half of the movie, and then we walk out for the intermission, and it's like, it's not like the world has gone upside down or sideways, but it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it's being violently twisted by a demonic nine-year-old. And I am like unable to stand, to talk, to do anything. And all I can go is like, dude. And she's like, hello. And so we were just like, oh shit. Like I didn't have English language skills to say I'm more high than I've ever been. So we just go back in and we watch the rest of the movie. Because like we didn't know what to do. And so then the movie's over and we are fucked up still. And we are like, you know how you see old couples and they're just like doing that? You don't know who's holding who up? We did that. We're just like walking along and walking along, totally silent, and then Abby's like, Anna, I have to pee. <laughs> and that's when I remember I too have bodily functions, and I too have to pee. And so we look up, and like in Oasis, it's really weird, there's this Burger King, it's right near the bulldog, and it's really high up, and we like, it just doesn't make any sense, but we like take this elevator up to Burger King on the top floor, and they are in the bathroom like it's the Four Seasons, is a woman, a bathroom attendant, handing out towels and mints. And like, this seems like the most insane thing I'd ever seen. And so I started laughing. <laughs> and then I do what feels natural at the time. <laughs> but I, I just sort of fall to the ground. Because it's like the laughter. And then I start like hitting the ground a little bit, just because that feels like the right thing to do. And then I hear... This bathroom attendant, I hear the word security come out of her mouth. And then Abby like pulls me up. We like, I managed to pee and we leave and we're like that old couple and we're doing that thing. And then we hear, like angels music, we hear the song Vogue. And this was 91. Vogue had just come out. And we're like, is that Vogue? Yes, it's Vogue. And it's like coming from this bar. And so we go running into this bar and we're college students and it's winter. So we have just like all the shit on us. We're like, we throw off our hats and scarves and coats and backpacks. And then like Madonna has instructed us to do, <laughs> strike a pose. And then the song stops like that instant. And we look and it's like a hundred Dutch people are just staring at us. And I realize at that moment that this is not a club. This is a restaurant that happened to be playing Madonna. And we have just run in, thrown off all our earthly belongings like they are on fire, and struck a pose. So we just silently pick up our things and we are like we do the old version we're like we gotta go back to the hotel like this isn't we're not safe around anybody so we go back and we're concerned because we're leaving in the morning and we know how fucked up we are and our flight's like at nine and so we set an alarm for seven and we're like okay just try to wake up try you know we'll just we'll just be okay and so we we i fall asleep instantly and then it's like, you know, a blink sleep. Like I suddenly like open my eyes and it's the next morning. And it's like, I feel horrible to be clear. I feel like 
like a fat man. He's kind of sitting on me. And, but I'm alive. And so I, I, so I kind of look around like, oh my god, oh my god. And I look, and it's like 6.30. I'm actually beating the alarm, like more fucked up than I've ever been, beating the alarm. I'm very proud of myself. And I go to the door, and I open it to, to get the free newspaper. And I look at it. There's something very strange about it. So I, I'm like, Abby, Abby, wake up. This is really weird. The news, today's newspaper has tomorrow's date on it. Like the date we're supposed to be back in school. And she looks at me, and we look at the paper, and we look back at each other, and we know. The newspaper has not randomly printed tomorrow's date on today's paper. No, we have slept 40 hours <laughs> through the night, through the next day, through the next morning. So Space Cakes not only blew out synapses of my brain that I will surely never get back, but also caused me to lose a day of my life. <laughs> now, I would love to tell you I never smoked pot again after that. But no, I was going to keep going back to that empty well for water. One day that hardware store of pot was going to sell milk, but like it never, ever, ever got better. And um, I mean, all of which is to say that like the fact that I can't smoke pot in my sobriety is not a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I still can, uh, I still enjoy Connect Four and Pound Cake and, uh, Vogue. Mm -hmm. Some things, it turns out, do not need to change. Mm -hmm. Thank you.